How do we surrender? What does that look like? How do you just give up something that your flesh desires so much and there's all this pain wrapped around it? How do you just surrender that? Can you imagine a life full of peace instead of anxiety? Or a life where you can feel freedom and joy instead of fear of always being hurt? A life where you can actually experience healthy relationships instead of always feeling alone? It's time that you do. It's time that you break free from the lies you've always believed and lean into who you were designed to be. It's time that you start truly walking into your healing journey so that you are finally able to experience what it's like to feel peace in your pieces. Have you ever been talking to somebody about something that maybe you're struggling with and they say, you just need to give it to God. You just need to surrender it. You need to just let, you need to put it down. You need to let God deal with it. And you're left like, okay, well, let me give it a go. And so then you say a prayer and you try and go about your life. But those feelings from that situation are still there and you don't understand why, right? You told yourself you're giving it to God, but you're still left with all these emotions. So what do you do with that? I know I have. This is challenging for two different reasons. One, because we don't know what to do with that pain. Like we say we're giving it to God, but what does that mean, right? We don't, we're left with all these feelings and these emotions and we don't know what to do with them and just telling them to go put them somewhere. Like, how do you do that? And then, or maybe there's fear that's still there, you know, about getting hurt again. And so it's like, what do you do with that, right? If you've been through hard traumatic situations how do you just give it away how do you just put that down right second reason is because we don't actually and it kind of goes with what I just said we don't actually know what it means to surrender that we don't know what that looks like but we also don't understand what it means in regards to the first one where it talks we talk about not knowing what to do with that pain. Sometimes these wounds and this pain and these coping mechanisms and all the things, sometimes those are very, very deep rooted. Um, and the reason they're so deep rooted is because this wasn't just our feelings got hurt. This was, we have as humans survival instincts. We have survival needs. We have things that we need in order to continue to live our life. And so our flesh is designed to desire those things even more and so growing up uh, when we don't get those things it can cause it's not just a pain of feeling like we're not good enough now you also have this fear attached to it of not only do I feel like I'm not a priority right but I also don't I, I'm also afraid that I'm not gonna be able to live like for example so let's say that you grew up and maybe your family was not very financially um, well off. And so there were times where you guys didn't get to eat or maybe, you know, you didn't know how you, where you were going to live or things like that. So then you grow up and you have this heightened anxiety when it comes to financial situations because there's this fear now that if you don't provide for yourself 
and you don't fix this financial situation, now you're going to be back at that place where you didn't get food or where you didn't have shelter. And like, you don't want to go there again. You don't want to live there again. And that's normal, right? That, that makes sense. But we have to be able to have an experience that tells our limbic system, that tells our flesh that just just because we're struggling in a financial area does not mean that that is going to be the outcome or it doesn't mean that that's the only outcome. And so we have to have these different experiences, but sometimes it's hard to step into those or allow those other experiences because like I said, that pain and that fear is so deep rooted, you feel stuck there. And maybe that wasn't your situation, but you have a different situation. Think about the last time that you encountered something and you like a hardship or a struggle and you just got so anxious, right? You were sick to your stomach. You, you know, maybe you got like high, really high anxiety. You know, maybe your emotions were all over the place. Like think back to that. What, what made you feel that way? Why were you feeling that way? What, what happened if you weren't in control? What was going to happen if you weren't in control of that situation? That is your deep rooted wound that you need to be able to surrender to God. But how do we surrender? What does that look like? How do you just give up something that your flesh is so, that your flesh desires so much and there's all this pain wrapped around it? How do you just surrender that? And maybe that wasn't your situation, but you have a different situation. Think about the last time that you encountered something and you like a hardship or a struggle and you just got so anxious, right? You were sick to your stomach. You, you know, maybe you got like high, really high anxiety. You know, maybe your emotions were all over the place. Like think back to that. What? what made you feel that way? Why were you feeling that way? What, what happened if you weren't in control? What was going to happen if you weren't in control of that situation? That is your deep rooted wound that you need to be able to surrender to God. But how do we surrender? What does that look like? How do you just give up something that your flesh desires so much And there's all this pain wrapped around it. How do you just surrender that? If you've been following any of these past episodes, you might just initially want to say you make the choice. You decide. You reverse your thoughts, right? You say the opposite. Remind yourself of truth. And if you thought that, A plus because (laughs) you've been paying attention. But that is not entirely true here, okay? So yes, there is a point in this, and we'll get to that, where it does mean making a decision, and it does mean being aware of your thoughts, holding your thoughts captive, reminding yourself of truth, but sometimes there are wounds that are so deep-rooted that you can't just simply say something positive or remind yourself of truth or recite scripture. Sometimes you have to, sometimes there has to be more. We have to have experiences that tell our limbic system that there are other outcomes other than just the one that we're afraid of. We have to be able to experience 
situations that allow us to see and feel God. We we know that God is a big God. We know that he can do all things, right? But when it comes to our wounds and it comes to the areas that we feel like we have to control, we have to allow ourselves to have experience with experiences with God in those feelings, in those wounds. In Matthew 16, 24 through 25, and I'm totally summarizing this, it talks about how we need to be open to surrender, how we need to surrender, how we need to deny ourselves, how we need to pick up our cross and we need to follow him. But the part that we get hung up on is surrendering and being open to surrendering and understanding what that means. Being open to surrendering um, is a two-parter. So the first part is you have to allow yourself to have new experiences. So you have to open yourself up to that. Um, you know, and that is going to be a mental thing. That is something you're absolutely going to have to just decide to do and do it. So and what that's going to look like and how you're going to allow yourself to do that is you're going to allow yourself to do something you've never done before. You're going to step out into something that might have that might feel uncomfortable and you're going to just go for it. I'm not saying necessarily you need to go all in, right? So going off of that last example with finances, like I'm not saying that you're just going to be like giving your money out or anything, but just start small. Do something more manageable. So try praying out loud. Maybe whenever you are praying or or worshiping, maybe actually lift your hands. Um, when you're singing, rather than singing about him, sing to him, right? When you're reading your Bible, instead of reading to justify something, read to learn, read to get to know him. Like just take something or, or read your Bible in general, right? Sing in general, pray in general. I mean, whatever is something that's new, try something new to have a different type of encounter with God and that is a huge, I mean, it is so monumental being able to step into that vulnerable vulnerability and then seeing God move because you will, even if it's just goosebumps, you will feel God when you step out into something and you have an expectation to meet God there. If you have an expectation to see God, feel God, experience God, when you open yourself up to that, you walk into it, you will meet him there, but he's already there waiting for you. And you also have to allow yourself to believe that there are other opinions than just yours, that there are other beliefs than just yours. And what I mean by this is if you have made up your mind that you're going to step out and do something like pray out loud, but you already know that he's not going to say anything, he's not going to say anything because you're not going to listen. There's a big difference, you know, and, and in order to feel loved and wrapped in his love and in order to have that experience with him, you have to allow yourself to believe that you could be lovable, that somebody does love you, that there are qualities about you that are good. You have to be able to allow love in to be able to feel loved. And a lot of times, a lot of times when it comes to things that we're afraid of, we don't allow those things in because we don't believe that they could happen for us. So you have to make that switch in your thinking and decide, okay, this is what I believe. This is how I feel. 
but I'm going to allow myself to believe that there could be another opinion, that there could be another option, that, that God does love me, that he wants to love me. I am lovable. It is impossible to be free from stress and anxiety while still living in those same negative beliefs about yourself, that you're worthless, that you're unlovable. Those are lies from the enemy. And if you stay stuck there and you sit in those lies and you sit in that fear, you're not going to be able to experience God. You're not going to be able to experience freedom or healing or any of that. You have to allow yourself, open yourself up to those things. The second part of surrendering is understanding what surrendering means. For me, I always took surrendering as I gave it to God and never thought about it again. But then I struggled because I still had feelings. I still had emotions and I still had this need for those feelings and emotions to be heard. And so it was hard. It was really hard for me to be able to say, yes, I surrender this and then I'll never think about it again. But the reason that's hard is because that's not what surrendering means. For me, I would, I would, I trusted God. I have and had experienced God. I knew what he could do and I had faith. I believed. I loved. I did all of the things that I knew I needed to do. But I still had this expectation that I was going to have the same outcome that I always, quote unquote, always had, right? Which, pop quiz, always is an all-inclusive statement, which is what? A red flag. Um, so, going all the way back to episode one. But then, I learned that that expectation that I was holding on to of, was a coping mechanism. It was something that I was using to try and protect myself so that way I didn't necessarily feel as much pain, right? If I saw it coming, it wouldn't hurt as bad. So I sat there, I trusted, I believed that God could do things, but just in case I kept that, that expectation of something bad happening in my pocket, right? Does this feel familiar to you? And so it just made surrendering really hard. And then I learned that surrendering doesn't mean that just all of my worries and all of my problems would just disappear, right? And I learned that not living in fear does not mean that my feelings behind those fears all just got swept under a rug, right? Trusting God that a situation will work out does not mean that you never think about that again. It doesn't mean that you'll never have negative emotions about a situation. Trusting God means that the fear that those situations have, have stirred up, that fear no longer controls you. That fear no longer decides what the outcome is going to look like. It doesn't consume you anymore. God made us in his image, right? And a lot of times we think that in terms of physical, but before God was ever physical, right? He was spiritual. He made us in his image, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, right? His, his needs, we have the same needs. He wants to be heard. 
He wants to be seen. He wants to be loved. He wants to be desired. We want those things. He understands that this world is going to hurt us. He would never and has never said that we just need to give it to him and get over it. Right? That's not what he said. Nowhere in the Bible does it say we should never have negative emotions, that we should never um, experience any negative feeling, that we should just be happy all the time. But the Bible does say all over the Bible, 365 times, right, to not fear. He doesn't say that we shouldn't be upset or that we can't experience hurt. In fact, what did Jesus experience the whole time he was alive? right? Rejection, people putting him down, hard situations. Like, he knows. He knows that this world will hurt us, but he wants us to find peace through that pain through him. I want you to picture something with me. Closing your eyes might help, but you don't have to. Picture this, okay? You have fear in this hand, and you have your wounds in this hand, okay? What God is wanting you to do is he is wanting you to let go of fear, okay? He just needs you to let go of fear. So that way he can grab this hand and he can walk. And, and, and so what you're doing is you're, you're, you're dropping, you're letting go of fear. And then you're embracing him and just opening this hand. You don't got to throw it anywhere. You don't got to do that. You're opening your hand and he's walking in to healing with you. See, I thought that surrendering meant that I had to drop them both or, or lift them both, right? But that's not it. That's not what surrendering is, okay? Surrendering means that when you lift your hands to God, fear we drop fear, but we lift up the wounds. We're, we're lifting up the things that we need him to help us with and letting go of the things that are from the enemy. Okay? That's the difference. Giving up fear or putting down fear is a decision. It's something we decide to do. It's something that we say, despite my past, I am, I'm, I'm, I may still have negative emotions. I may still have things that I'm concerned about, but I'm not going to be fearful. I'm going to remind myself of truth and remind myself of scripture and remind myself that he's going to provide for me. Even though it might not look the way, way I want it to look, he's going to provide for me. Okay. But when it comes to pain, that's not just a decision. You can't just decide that that's going to be healed. You have to walk into that healing. And God wants to hold your hand while you do it. Another word for surrender when you look it up in the Greek and the Hebrew is to commit. And when you think about commitment, what is the first step of a commitment? It's a decision. You decide to commit. You decide you're going to do it, right? And then, once you've made that decision, you walk into it. 
you give yourself daily action steps, you, you find an accountability buddy, you do what you have to do to stay committed to that commitment, right? Same thing here, right? So when you walk into a commitment, when you decide you're gonna make a commitment, what are you deciding? You're deciding you're walking to something, but you're also deciding that you're walking against something, away from something, towards something else, right? So when you make a commitment that you're going to eat healthier, what are you saying? You're saying that you're not going to eat junk food. So it's the same thing when you decide that you're not going to that you're going to walk into this healing, that you're going to walk into this vulnerability and you're you're walking away from fear. You're walking away from anxiety. You're saying no. When your brain tries to say no, I have to do this, this is what I've always done. You say, no, I, I'm choosing to believe that there could be another outcome. I'm choosing to believe that even though as a child I was deprived of needs that I needed to survive, which was to eat, to, to clothing, guess what? Even though you were deprived of those things you needed to survive, you still survived. God still was with you. So focus on that part. Okay, this wasn't even in my notes. This is all just coming out right now. Okay, so you focus on that part. I still survived. I will still survive. Okay, I'm thinking of that song now. Um, and so that's what you have to do. That's what you have to do when you walk into surrendering. You start experiencing God where that pain was. And so your feelings get heard. You feel seen, you feel understood, and you feel loved in the middle of a part that used to only cause fear and anxiety, okay? You make the decision, and then you walk into healing with Jesus. That is how you surrender. If you have something that you're struggling with that is a deep-rooted wound, I've mentioned this before, but I don't wanna leave you sitting there. So if there's something that you feel like you need to touch on, um, if you need some extra help walking into, you know, surrendering or just maybe what to do with the pain that this is reminding you of. So that way you don't walk back into relapse or walk into, you know, unhealthy patterns, right? We want to keep you focused on healing. So if, if this did bring up anything for you, be sure to reach out and um, know that you're not alone and that you are seen and heard and loved and all of the things. And so I hope you have a great week. I hope this helped you in some way and I can't wait to see you next week. See you friend.